Folks, we have a quick disclaimer for you. As you listen to our first couple of episodes, you'll notice that we're talking about some time-sensitive things like Halloween and maybe the costumes that a co-host is wearing. Know that as we started this podcast, it takes time to get the equipment to, to plan out the show. So you might be hearing some things from the past that don't necessarily make sense in the moment you're listening to it, but know that the content of the show is wholesome. Um, and we appreciate your patience as we launch this podcast. Thank you. How's it flowing, y'all? Welcome to the Opportunity on the Mic podcast. I am your co-host, Kelvin Nunez, along with my wonderful co-host, a man of great knowledge and advice, a valued mentor for myself and many others, director of the Opportunity Program here at Hamilton College, Aaron Ray. Aaron, how are we doing, man? Hey, man, it's Halloween. We good. <laughs> we good, man. We It's spooky season. Feeling good. Dressed good. Aaron, could you let the people know what, what I'm in right now? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sitting here doing our first podcast episode with the Walter White. <laughs> with the Walter White, the Heisenberg, man. I love that show, y'all. Top, top, uh, top three. Top three, top for, three? My, okay. for my opinion. Very, I'm a very young person. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but I'm curious, what, what are the other top yeah. in those three? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, like, judge the whole season on what you say right now. What's what's your top three? Oh, man. Um, I would try last airbender. Um, <laughs> bro, that joint is a classic. No matter mm-hmm. what, no matter what, Avatar: Last Airbender, and then I can't think of another show. Um, but as y'all can already tell, what, at least one of the co-hosts has impeccable taste right now. <laughs> you can decide which one, but well, one of us does, right? You might be wondering why, why this podcast? Why is there a podcast for OP, and and what is going on? So let's freestyle, right? Aaron, why are we so excited for this uh, platform? Yeah, so I've worked in in opportunity programs for a decade now uh, in one form or fashion or another. And the one thing that's been consistent at, at each institution is sort of we don't always get to tell our own story. Um, there are other folks on campus who are in charge of that, uh, typically the, the communications department or the admissions office. Um, and when I came here to Hamilton, it was really important for me to find a way where we can own our story, right? We own our story on social media. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, but as I was getting to know students, getting to know faculty and staff around campus, you know, there's, there's a lot of new faculty and staff on campus, right? A lot of new faculty and staff. And it's, it's hard for one person to get out there and meet everybody. Right. And so, um, you know, you and I were just riffing and, I was like, man, we should start a podcast. <laughs> That's how every great podcast starts. Right, right. You have two homies. They're like, we are amazing. <laughs> we, we should do a podcast. Yeah, we're entertaining. And, and I mean, so we just kind of ran with it. I, yeah. I had you uh, do a little research on equipment and uh, you found some fantastic equipment. <laughs> That's why we sound so pristine. Y'all. I approved the purchase of the equipment and here we are. Here we are. Yes, we are. We are in the flesh, in the little... Uh, McEwen's studio looking dapper as always and uh yeah I, I totally hear you I, I I was just so excited to like jump at the opportunity right that's you know opportunity on the mic I was excited to jump at the opportunity um and I just love the idea of being in control of our story uh, and connecting and also amplifying those stories in our community of first generation students who against all odds 
against everything, fighting against the tide. They're able to make it ashore uh, and set up and live a great life. Um, and that's all that we're building to is giving knowledge, giving advice. We're going to give some great game, aren't we, throughout, mm-hmm. throughout these seasons mm-hmm. that we have. <laughs> we got some great guest speakers lined up. Yeah, some amazing guest speakers. Some, some, some students will be able to come on and just a lot of cool information about the pro- program as well that we'll be able to debut and give some podcast exclusives. That's beautiful, man. Beautiful thing. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. All right, y'all. So now we told you a little bit about why the podcast now, maybe a little bit of question of who, right? Who, who's behind this podcast, right? We already introduced ourselves. I'm Kelvin and we have Aaron, right? But let's get to know each other a little better, right? And I'm sure me and Aaron's going to find out something about each other that we didn't know earlier. Right. Right. So <laughs> I'm excited for this. So, all right, Aaron, first question, right? Okay. It's kind of based on your background, hometown, right? Okay. What was it like for you growing up? <sighs> hmm. What's it like for me growing up? Well, I uh, come from an interracial uh, marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad is African American. My mom is Irish, very Irish. Oh, wow, very Irish. How, how Irish? Oh, so Irish. <laughs> like when she's in the pool, she glows. Like she's that. Oh, wow, she's that Irish. Um, and uh, I was born in Albany, but we, my dad didn't want me growing up in the quote unquote inner city, so he moved us out to a town called Cobaskill. Oh, wow. Very similar to, to Clinton. Oh, very, cool, very cool, cool. similar. Um, just probably, over there, right in that in that general area. Just just over there in, in the Schoharie Valley instead <laughs> of the Mohawk Valley. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. And so, uh, growing up in Cobuskill, very rural area, more cows than people. Wow. Like three uh, traffic lights in the town. Not not a lot of hope. But there is a movie theater. Clinton doesn't have a movie theater. <laughs> Cobuskill has a single screen movie. That's theater. a huge bargaining point. Yeah, that but, a good point. Uh, so growing up in an interracial family in a predominantly rural area mm-hmm. uh, was interesting. Um, for a long time, I was the quote unquote black kid. Um, uh-huh. And so as a person who is very, very light skinned, being labeled the black kid was very confusing. Right. Um, but overall, I mean, it was it was I played a lot of sports. Um, we didn't have high speed Internet. We didn't have no PlayStation fives, no PS five. Oh, so we man. played, we played outside. <laughs> we played in the woods. Yeah, y'all talk to people. We talked to <laughs> people. We would ride our bikes to each other's houses to see if Johnny could come out and play. That was oh, for real. that was my childhood. The things you see on TV that was that was my childhood. Um, so it was it was it was actually one of the reasons why I was interested in being a Hamilton. I'm like I grew up in a rural area, mm-hmm. so I have that experience, and and that could help me maybe guide students who maybe aren't from rural areas to get adjusted to being in a place like Clinton. Yeah. I, I think that's a fantastic point. And, and I felt it too. There's been a, there's been a lot of moments where maybe I'm not quite used to being in a, in a rural area, but um, you know, like you or, or Mrs. Davis in, in the OP office or, or Betty Uckland are just able to like calm me down and, and talk to us. And so I, I think that experience, while maybe as, as a, as a younger child um, in your younger self, it was confusing and not the best for you. Or, you know, right, maybe no, that's true. Things, it was right? not yeah, the yeah. best. It was definitely like I mean, I went to school with people who like wore Confederate flag belt buckles. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I had Damn a belt. That's a crazy. Belt buckle, right? In suburbs though. But yeah. the kid lived in the suburbs. He had that's no crazy. family connection to the Confederacy. It was right. it was kind of an interesting time. I had a teammate, a teammate, football teammate. Mm-hmm. When we played against it was a, a school in Troy, Lansingburg. He decided to pull out a Confederate flag oh my God. during the game and his mom made him come apologize to my dad, which is like hella awkward. Like I, that, that is very, very awkward. 
Um, like you should go to, how about you go to Lansingburg hey, with that flag and apologize uh-huh. to people come to my dad's house to apologize. Like you, you only apologizing because your mom made you. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear you. So again, another example of why like growing up and, and living in these areas can be difficult. Right. But I just want to say, of course, thank you for, for being able to share those experiences, even though it might be painful to look back on. Right. It, it's still vital for us to push things forward and, and just communicate. Right. Because um, for me, like growing up, it was. I was comp- like opposite. I was inner city. Yeah. Right. Um, I was born in uh, Manhattan, uh, okay. one of the boroughs in New York. Ding, ding, ding. That's what I did not know. <laughs> I, I thought you was Philly you go. your entire life. Okay? I, you know what's great? Philly, I've only been Philly half my life. Wow. But I, I, will, I will claim Philadelphia <laughs> yeah, until clearly, the day clearly. I am dead, man. So I you should be a Yankee place. fan. Look at you. But instead, you're, you're a Phillies fan and Ooh, in the World huge Series. Huge Phillies fan. I'm in, I'm in the world. My team might beat the Astro. And I don't know if Yankees fans can say, I don't know how many people listen to this. No I'm a Phillies fan right, right now. <laughs> By the time we the post this episode, be. it'll be over. But I'm a Phillies fan right now. I'm repping for y'all. Oh, good luck. Appreciate it. Down appreciate with the Astros. Down the with the Astros. Down with, down with the cheaters. Uh, but yeah, growing up was, um, we, uh, growing up, we were in Reading, uh, Pennsylvania, which is okay. actually the time I lived there was one of, it was one of, if not, I think the poorest cities mm-hmm. in the country. Mm-hmm. And um, it was hard. Uh, but I didn't think it was hard because growing up, I just had so much fun doing th- things that you said. I was, uh, we didn't have really bikes because they were too expensive. We had scooters. <laughs> I go to Walmart, I get a scooter for 60. No, okay. That's a lot. I go to family dollar. I mean, we had no Walmart. Go to family dollar, get a scooter for 20 bucks. I begged my mom for it and I got it. And I was so hyped and I'm racing bikes on the street with scooters. I lost, but that, that was my childhood making the most. <laughs> what motion are you doing there? <laughs> Scooting. <laughs> Other kids are on the bike. You out here, one leg and scoop. Yo, I was, I was mean with it, man. I was slow. Cause of course, but <laughs> I was mean with it. But yeah, my, growing up, it was just like, I didn't know about, you know, the lack of opportunity around me. I just thought, Hey, I have a scooter. That's so cool. Um, and it, it was hard. Uh, Reading got very dangerous, very fast. And then Philadelphia is not much better. Of course. Um, the city has actually gotten a lot more dangerous in recent years, not when we moved. Um, but we moved there for better financial opportunity. Cause like we said, Reading just, there wasn't a lot of opportunity there. So we, we go to Philly and, um, being in the inner city, so you start to understand what having your skin or what having your background really means instead of reading where it's just a lot of Latinos, right? A lot of people like that. And it, in school, things don't really matter. But when you get to Philadelphia and you start growing up, you start experiencing, you start understanding why is this part of the city only like this? And why is the other part of the city where I'm at? Just this, right? Then I, to keep us on the, like the thinking of when we were younger, like what interests, right? Did we have as a child? And I, I kind of touched on it a little bit, like what opportunities surrounded us at the time to support those interests. I think you mentioned like some stuff with sports and, yeah. 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 I was big in the sports. Um, I'm big naturally. Football was a sport that I was good at. I didn't necessarily love it, mm. but I was just good at it. You know, um, that, that's, that's crazy. Cause that's me too. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. I, I, w- I was very good. I was all league, all conference in high school oh and all that kind of stuff. We, we were recruited wait, to play in college. Wait, wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> we got to use a soundboard to affect. Okay, Aaron. I was, I was I was I was pretty decent. Uh but basketball is my true love. You, oh, you know that basketball like you had a bag from team. from it's a, from the time I could walk, basketball was my life. My grandfather coached basketball. Oh, that's awesome. Man. Yeah, he coached women's basketball at SUNY Cobra oh, School for like better, 35 yeah. years. So yeah. I just grew up around it, was always in the gym. Um it was my first true love. 
Mm-hmm. And to this day, I'm always looking for a game of pickup to play. Like, <laughs> desperate. If anyone knows where, like, because Hamilton's <laughs> noon hoops is not where it's at, unfortunately. Oh, man. Um, so I, I'm, I'll, I'll play a third grader right now. I was, like, <laughs> Yo, hit him with itching. a spin move. Hit him with a spin move. He won't be ready. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, but yeah, so, so sports was really all we had. I mean, I think as a little kid, I did like Cub Scouts. Oh, okay. That felt yeah. like a cult, so I didn't do that for very long. Um, <laughs> I did <laughs> I did Odyssey of the Mind. What's that? So it's, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I know what we, we did, know. but no, it's like, it's, it's, it's like academic competition. Uh, oh, okay. and so there's like a problem that you have to solve as a group and then you mm-hmm. compete on that same problem against kids from other schools. Ah. So my year, this was like fifth grade. We had to create, uh, something out of balsa wood i don't know if people know what balsa wood is it's this very light light wood thin like okay. and you had to build a structure that could hold as much weight as possible man. wow so they would take how much weight it could hold because it ends up crushing it uh-huh. take how much weight it can hold and divide it by how much your structure weighs and so we this is a weird story i don't know why i'm talking about it on our first episode <laughs> but we came up with a dope design but cool. our coach read the rules wrong so we couldn't do it exactly oh. the way we wanted to so it didn't hold a lot of weight so we were devastated we were sad blah blah, blah. and we had found out that like our coach was wrong so we're like oh we could have won we still came in third place <laughs> wow. it held like i mean like they put two weights on it crush and then we saw everyone else's structure was like this gigantic fort holding up but because we barely used any wood and we had a good design that evenly distributed the weight we came in third place it wasn't that, that's bad. still cool man yeah so that chess club i like chess nice, i grew nice, up playing nice. chess but yeah there really wasn't a lot to do um growing up so we didn't have high we had dial-up internet yeah, so that's Whoa. when you connected to the internet through the phone <laughs> i've heard of this but i yeah, don't yeah yeah I, and if I don't someone, know how if someone called your house it would disconnect you and yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if like uh, your mom or dad had to make a phone call, you had to log out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Rough, rough. Yeah. So we couldn't download music. There was no <laughs> streaming Netflix or Disney Plus. No, no, no. You had to wait for the TV show. Bro, to come we had an up. antenna. I mean, I know what that we is. had an antenna on our TV. Oh. Okay. You could change the TV with a dial on it. Yeah. Um, I mean, we got better TVs later on, but like, <laughs> we didn't have Dish Network until I think I was in ninth grade. Mm. We had a VCR. A VCR. A VCR. Yeah. 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 So, the, you know, if it wasn't for sports, I did do a high school musical. You, no I, kidding. I did. I did. I did two musicals <laughs> in my life. I did one in third grade, Punxsutawney Phil. I was the deer. Oh. And then my senior year of high school, we did a that musical called Good awesome. News. And so I played the character of Beef Saunders, who for some reason was the quarterback. That's a dope name. Uh, it wasn't. <laughs> he, he was the character. Saunders. This is how I got in character. The yeah. description was. His IQ is lower than his body temperature. Uh. <laughs> so I, I came up with the character. Hi, guys. Uh. <laughs> I'm Beef Saunders. Yo, I won a Best Supporting Actor award. Yo, did you sing? Uh, no, that's why I, I took the character of Beef Saunders because there was only one singing part. Uh. And it was like a trio. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because okay, okay, I can't okay. sing. So um, I was mouthing a lot of it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I wanna, it was like a comedy. It was about college life before the Great Depression. Wow. It's actually kind of dope. Yeah, I still remember yeah, the dance moves cool. and the songs. Yeah, so I won a Best Supporting wow. Actor Award. Wow. I'm, wait, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm writing this down. <laughs> I might refer to you as Beef Saunders in the podcast from now on. Nah, man. <laughs> we don't have to do that. But yeah, so that was a cool experience. 
Um, but but yeah, that was you know I I played sports. I did indoor and outdoor track. Played baseball in little league and in, in, in middle school. But football, basketball, track and field. I was a four sport athlete because I did wow. indoor track and basketball at the same time. Wow, man, that was a beast. <laughs> Built different. But yeah, what about you? Uh, I I also did a lot of sports. Uh, played you know like pee wee baseball. Uh, and if 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 my parents didn't have to work from like seven a.m. to like ten p.m. in Philadelphia, I I would have been in, in in the MLB. I still would have you know been in college. I would I would have went the college route, but I I would have been in MLB. I was I was golden man. I was like twelve years old hitting like balls three hundred and thirty feet. Not to my horn. I that was like that was happening, but you know, uh, because like you know. Not being able to go to practice, no one can drive me. Mm-hmm. You know, you you only really can do the sports that lets you stay after school. Yeah, right. Because my school didn't. You know, we we had like small inner city schools. We couldn't afford a baseball team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we didn't have a field to play baseball. Yeah, we had a, a gymnasium. We could play basketball. Yeah, and and <laughs> we didn't. Have, we had a football field that another co- that a high school let us use as middle schoolers. Um, so we could play football, even though there was like fifteen of us on the team, and they um I played the full game. <laughs> every game um but yeah other than that there weren't really like things that i could do as yeah. a middle schooler yeah. uh in high school i actually um f- found opportunities not because of the school i was at but because of a program that came i changed my life philadelphia futures mm. came looking for inner city people who wanted to become a first generation college student and you know that's the, that's what type time i was on i really wanted to you know go above my status and and you know do what i could for my parents after seeing them work so hard and yeah, it, it was through them that I was able to direct the, direct the promotional film for them. Um, I was able to uh, join like book clubs, getting some more philosophy, like spaces for where like young men can just like talk to each other. Yeah. And that's where I, I actually gained social skills because of my lack of opportunity before. If you met Kelvin in middle school, Kelvin was really awkward, <laughs> right? Very, very, very tense. But now I'm more free, free flowing. I've, I've talked to people a lot more now than middle school Kelvin. So just like seeing as you progress and if you really seek the opportunities, I'm sure you can find them, but they weren't going to be handed to me. It wasn't right, something right. that someone was just going to be like, okay, here's for you. I had to to seek it. I had to go out and, and get them, right? Yeah. Um, and, and that's not, everyone doesn't have the time to do those things. That's right. Yeah. And um, now- that were into this like high school frame of mind, right? How was that? Like, what was that college application process for you? Like, and, and what did you encounter as a first generation uh, student? Yeah. So <clears throat> when I got to high school, that was when like high speed internet started, started being <laughs> a thing. Like, so, so like one of my favorite Thank activities was to go to the library with my friend and we would just like, look up colleges we didn't google it because googling wasn't a thing right right right, right. i think google existed but like googling engine? ask jeeves oh yeah that's interesting ask jeeves so so i remember uh joe collins my childhood best friend we we look up colleges and i think the first school like i really looked at looked at was upenn and tuition cool. then was like thirty one thousand dollars i was like that is so expensive <laughs> <laughs> us looking at it now. <laughs> looking at it now <laughs> awkward um yeah. and so so i always knew i was going to go to college right like my grandparents yeah. worked on a college campus i went to summer camp and basketball camp on a college campus my mom wasn't gonna let me do anything else like 
So if there was one thing I had, shout, was out, support, moms. shout out moms. <laughs> shout out moms. Um, and so I was really excited about the college search process as like a ninth grader. And awesome, then when man, it came, young, yeah. Yeah, yeah, until uh, when I had that conversation with my guidance counselor, oh. uh, she basically laughed at me because I want to be a veterinarian. Okay, okay. Right? I had taken pre-vet classes. Like I was good in biology in high school. And she basically laughed at me. She's like, hey, you might have to go to a college and study biology and then maybe apply to go to vet school. Because I want to go to Cornell. Like, Cornell's got a vet program. <laughs> like, we can do He's this. Like, right there. And, Only option. <laughs> and so once once she, she laughed at me and, like, ruined, oh. like, it just, I was like, I became indifferent. And I remember the summer going into yeah. my senior year, my mom was like, let's go visit college. I was like, I'd rather play video games or do mm. something, something else. I wasn't really into it. She took me to visit SUNY Oswego, which was cool. Like, I was like, okay. And I thought, okay, if I'm not going to be a veterinarian, I'm going to study zoology. That was my, like, <laughs> that was the major, right? And yeah. SUNY Oswego is one of, like, 20 schools in the entire country that has zoology. And I was going to be a zoo curator. I was going to work in zoos and design mm-hmm. habitats, which is, like, in hindsight, that's a that's an interesting career. <laughs> like, I don't know why I thought that was it for me. I've always oh, loved animals. Yeah. Like yeah. free Willy was my jam back oh my God, as a yeah. child. Um, so I always wanted to work with like lions and tigers and bears. And so you could do that in a zoo, I guess, uh, <laughs> like in a Bronx zoo, maybe. Um, so it was actually football is what really got me back on the, the college path. Like I knew I was going to go to college, but I didn't care where it just not SUNY Cobaskill. Mm-hmm. I was recruited by a couple schools. Um, and Union College was one that stood out the most. So I did an official visit. Cool. It was like the coldest day of the year. <laughs> it was freezing, but like it was a pretty cool, a cool vibe. Um, and so I ended up applying early decision and I got in. Um, but the like applying was I, like I did it by myself. Like there was no get this checked off by the counselor. Like I filled out the application, right. I wrote the essay. Luckily, my, my, junior English teacher had us write our college essays as an assignment. So that's always golden. It was, that's what you need. It was, yeah. it was a, it was a bomb essay too. I wish I could Ooh. find a copy. It was a bomb. Yeah. It was about like, I want to read it now. Yeah. So it was, it was about like was growing about up. Zoology? Growing, no, it, wasn't, it was about growing up as like the, the, the fat kid, right? Like oh, okay. the, the chubby kid uh-huh. and like having to deal with like what goes along with being that. But then I lost a bunch of weight, became a top athlete, but I had the empathy for other people who maybe right. don't fit the perfect expectation of whatever you're supposed to look I'd love like to hear that, man. yeah so it was, it was a dope essay i'm pretty sure taran tadal is actually the person who admitted me into you i know her oh friends. wow look she at that she works at upenn right <laughs> she admitted me i was admitted into the opportunity program at union i know oh, i was like i don't even know what this is i gotta give up my <laughs> summer when like the typical things we hear of right so i was i was that kid I'm like but uh <laughs> it was a game changer that was a game changer for me but yeah i think about like what my college search could have been if i had something like Philadelphia futures or just anything. Right. Um, But I'm very fortunate to end up where I've, where I've ended up. For sure. And I'm fortunate that you ended up where you ended up, man. (laughs) I'm very happy, you know, I wouldn't have changed nothing. (laughs) You will relive that experience. Aaron. (laughs) From my flip side, you know, I was very fortunate for Philadelphia futures because they had me think about college early. They were like, only way you get into this program, because they I got into a summer of like uh what was it? I was a rising junior in high school when I got okay. into it. Um, and they were like, only way we letting you in is if you actually gonna go to college and you're actually gonna do the work. And then they, it was like an opportunities program kind of summer where I had to sacrifice, let's say like two months. I mean not two months, ooh, two weeks, right? Less rigorous, but two weeks of like watching, you know, TED videos, um, watching like all oh, 
thought-provoking stuff, getting better at SATs things, keeping those in mind, having guest speakers come. Uh, so I was very fortunate for that. And my uh, process was really aided by that opportunity that Futures gave me, but it was really scary by myself because my older siblings, I have, you know, I have four sisters and two of them are older than me. Um, they both applied to college and they both got into college. I was, I'm very proud of them for that. Shout out, shout out to my sisters. Um, but for them, it, it was a very similar thing where they just didn't have really the time to talk to me, to help me. And it was kind of all on me to get this essay in um, and do those things. I was very fortunate to have advisors who, like, who, who listened and who would read over these things. But it was still very scary for me in terms of like asking for financial aid. My family were very proud. So that's that's a barrier that I, that I've over overcame, and like, thankfully I have, uh, right? And um, during the search process, I was just like, there's this one school that really, really, really stuck out to me. Um, and the funny story is, is that like they could they could have done anything, and I would have been like, I still want to go there. Just, just, I, I was in love with the with the know thyself, with the mm. uh, with the open curriculum, with mm -hmm. this emphasis on who I envision myself being when it's writing, leading, and speaking. Right? I feel like I've improved in all those aspects. Thankfully, throughout these three years, I've been here. I'm a junior now, um, and um, the funny story is that when they sent me the first letter reaching out to me, is that they called me uh, they called me Kevin <laughs> <laughs> instead of Kelvin. <laughs> <laughs> Which one, Aaron? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got <laughs> Kevin. You called me Kevin, man. And, and I'm telling you, I was like, oh, it was a typo. They didn't mean it. They just say, I, I never get an L. And I was like, that's so cool, man. That's um, not what they meant. That's not what they meant. But, you know, I'm I'm just happy. I, I came to visit, had a, had a great- Somewhere out there, there's a Kevin Nunez. <laughs> still upset he didn't get into Hamilton. <laughs> For real. But I was just, I was so excited. And then when I went on campus, I fell in love with it. It was snowing that day too. I, I was so mad. Because Philly, y'all, Philly don't snow like that no more. Like- when I was younger, it would snow. It don't snow no more. Climate change. Climate is terrible. And then I came here. It's all it's all cozy. It's all snowy. People are talking. Like you, if you go on campus and people are smiling and talking to each other and laughing, that's a good campus. Yeah. Life life should be fine. Yeah. And I knew I wanted some somewhere that was rigorous. Got that. Um. And then I just I just fell in love from it from there. But it was still you know a difficult process in terms of trying to you know scour money up together. And trying to know like, okay, how do I get information? How do I reach out to colleges and present myself? But I was given interview prep. I was given a lot of different things that honestly are the reason why I was able to, to get into where I am. Um, and I'm, you know, eternally grateful for that. And yeah, so now that we've talked about like kind of getting into college, like what, what was it that we're studying or studied and, and what extracurriculars or things that we're doing or did in college? Yeah. So I was <clears throat> an American studies major. Uh, I didn't start out that way. Oh, where, where were you at the beginning? I was still zoology? focusing on zoology. So <laughs> so I came in as a biology major. Look at my man. So clean with it. I took one <laughs> ADA in biology class. I was like, never mind. <laughs> Did they have no other time? No, I mean, not no, because I was a first year and uh, you don't get to pick what time you in. But I just, it also just wasn't what I, what I thought. It wasn't what like high school. It right. wasn't like high school. I nope. can tell you that much. Nope. Um, so then I was like, okay. Let me be an econ major. I'm gonna make money, work on Wall Street. Like, get this, <laughs> let's get this bread. Oh, that's a general and progression. I, yeah. 
<laughs> I took three econ courses. And by the time I got to, to macro, I had no idea what was happening anymore. Like I huh. <laughs> uh, shout out to Shelton Schmidt for not teaching me a thing in intro, uh, oh, which laid the foundation for me to not do well in <laughs> micro or macro. Uh, but I had a, I had two really great advisors. Uh, so I had an academic advisor and I had uh, my OP advisor and they both were uh, saying the same thing. Like you would be a really good American studies major. I'm like, I don't want to be no history teacher. What, what am I going to do with American studies? Right. Cause at that time it, the mentality was like your major dictates your career. Right. Even though I was at liberal arts school, shout out to liberal arts schools. I couldn't wrap my head around being a major that is what, teachers do right like but yeah. that's not even true because you can be american studies major and go on to law school or do become director of opportunity programs like you can yep. do anything it wasn't until probably middle sophomore year i i was taking a course in uh, a history course in the 1960s i was taking a comparative politics and ethnic studies course and an africa music and culture course oh, and there was like there was like a two-week time period where the three courses aligned. And so what we were studying in his, in the history class oh. was what we were doing in the, in the political science course was in the music. So I'm, I'm out That's here hardy. being like, let me bring this African music and culture uh -huh. to this history course. And let me bring this history course. To the, and I was thriving. And I finally <laughs> yes, understood sir. what interdisciplinary studies meant. And I, I started to wrap my head around like, okay, I can do American studies with a focus on, on like race. Like I was really interested yeah. in the civil rights movement, you know, growing up in a, in a racial family, like it just, you're just naturally curious about like how you came to be. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I was an American studies major. My, my focus within it was this, uh, the social construction of race relations. Ooh, right. Oh I was God. very, I was very forward thinking, <laughs> right. Cause in 2010, yeah. when I graduated, like, you know, President Obama was yeah, president, yeah. you know, people it woke up some things in this country. Um, and so for the last decade, like it's been helpful to have that that background. I minored in African studies extracurricular wise. I was on a football team. I didn't play much mm -hmm. because I had multiple shoulder surgeries. Uh, I did do track and field. Cool. I, man, I had a radio fast. show. I had a radio show. Oh, with my okay. boys talk junk jam. It was a sports okay. talk and, and music nice. show. Right. You say he's not a rookie. I'm not, not a rookie. Good. I'm not a rookie. I was more behind the scenes, but we had a good, we had a good time. I still have oh, the intro awesome. music. I, I'll have to dig that up and play it yes, for you. Yeah, please, I'll do man. that. Um, I also did ballroom dancing. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, we had a ballroom dancing legit. club and I was like, yo, I want to be able to dance at weddings. And, yeah. and so I did ballroom oh, dancing smart. a few times and smart. BSU, Black Student Union, um and a few other things but i also worked a lot like yeah the grind I make money like i, I worked five part-time jobs my senior year so that was my, oh my that was my that was my extracurriculars how about you know, what, what are you studying and what, yeah. what are your extracurriculars yeah um so what i'm studying is i always knew coming into uh coming into hamilton that i wanted to tell stories right and what made most sense was doing creative writing um but then as i as i kept progressing as a storyteller i started realizing that there's no way I just want to stick to writing things, right? Um, I want to branch out. I want to put things in video. I want to do things in audio. I want to make music. I love making music, right? Um, so from there, I've I'm trying to get this uh, a major that that's interdisciplinary that 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 matches, you know, the written form of creative writing and the structures that you find within there, um, and the details, the beauty, all of that stuff. Mix it with some digital arts, right? Um, with some audio installation, uh, projections, 
on surfaces where it just completely changes the video. It changes how we interact in a space. So I, I love different storytelling. I'm trying to be a little Renaissance man, a little avant-garde. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to do that. And um, for extracurriculars, actually, I had a radio show too. Um, to, now it, it transformed into a podcast, but that one's where we talk sports. Shout out Sean and Daniel, uh, Triple Threat on the Hill. And then I also... I also do, right? Triple Threat on the Hill, mm -hmm. a sports podcast. I, I like that. It's a good name. I like that. <laughs> and then um, also I do another podcast where it's hip hop uh, with my brother uh, from Philly, uh, Jalen, who also supplied us, great producer, supplied us with the intro music. So shout out mm. to Jalen. Mm. Thank oh, you, Jalen. Thank you, Jalen. And um, I also do uh, like a bunch of jobs, right? I, three at the moment right now. <laughs> uh, all on campus. I've, 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 you know, I've been a server. I've been many things. I did Humans of Hamilton that was taking pictures of people. It's like Humans of New York. I see that's coming back. It, it is it coming took back. took a break for yeah. a while, but it, it's coming back. It took a break. It took okay. a break, yeah. And I'm happy it's coming back, even though I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm not there no more. I'm, yeah. I'm happy it's coming back. Yeah. Uh, I'm also part of Band Club, which is, it lets student uh, musicians, uh, for me, I, I, I like to make rap music. They let, Anyone, band, rapper, <laughs> singer, find places to perform on campus. And that's awesome. All right. Um, by the time this gets out, I will have done my first performance. Hey. Or second performance, technically, hey. on Hamilton College's uh, campus, their grounds. And I know, oh my God, I'm excited. Um, but yeah, that, that's what it's really uh, like for me at the moment for, my, for, um, for extracurriculars and studying. Just I love telling stories. I love digging into that stuff and and. And, and making things that people can be like, oh my goodness, the sabor, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, now next question that we have here, right? Into our like rapid fire time. Yeah, rapid fire time. Uh, we have, um, what, what was your welcome to the league moment in college, right? Like that film that like just told you like, oh my goodness, this is not high school no more. We are up a level. Yeah, so this moment happened in the parking lot. In a parking in lot. In a parking That's lot. That's interesting. Yeah. So remember, I grew up in Cobaskill, right? Right. Where yeah. Rural people area. drive tractors to school. Okay. A lot of cows. So it was like one of the first weeks of classes. I'm walking to the dining hall for some breakfast because I did that my freshman year. Never again <laughs> after that. Yeah. And I'm walking through and I'm just like, oh, BMW, Mercedes, Mercedes, BMW. Wow. Beamer, Benz, or Bentley. Man, what? <laughs> whose cars are these? Where am I? Like, I, what what That's i knew crazy. i knew union had kids with money uh -huh. right like but like i this is how broke i was i was wearing starburys okay i i know y'all your generation probably doesn't know but back in the day stefan marbury had his own shoe oh, company I can and he see. sold them shoes through stephen barry's okay for 9.99 you're kidding 9.99 wow That's he made affordable. the he made the bold claim that they were just as good as lebron's and lebron was like miss me with that <laughs> But like, yo, it, but they also had my size. I have size 15 feet. Okay. Wow, yeah, and it is not yeah. easy before the internet. It was very hard not bad. to get shoes. Okay. <laughs> now I have a little bit better luck, but for I, uh, $9.99, I come back with like five or six of them joints. That's true. And I could, I look fresh. And now you can mix and match. Yeah. You don't, you don't just get one pair. Yeah. That's one colorway. Now the colors were always like Nick's color. So there, there wasn't a lot okay. of mixing and matching, but, <laughs> yeah. okay, but I had okay. shoes and they fit. And, yeah. and, and so I was wearing Starburst and, and students were driving these really nice cars. I'm like, oh, I'm not in Cobaskill wow. anymore. I yeah. mean, this is, this is different. That was, that was my coming. Like there were definitely some moments in the classroom where I was like, I don't know what the professor's saying. So that was like a <laughs> yeah. welcome to college moment. But it was, yeah. for me, it was in the parking lot being like, where am I? 
Shoot. How about you? Oh, my, I think my welcome to the league moment for college. I think it was in my, my first semester. I was, <laughs> I was in a intro to a film like cinema uh, with uh, Professor Scott McDonald. And it, there, were, there wasn't really any homework but to journal. And he, he was just like, okay, we're going to watch films and you're going to write journal entries on them. And I was like, oh, that's so easy. All I got to do is just write a paragraph and we're done. We lit. No. Mm-hmm. No. I got that first grade back for a journal? <laughs> Your boy wrote like 10 pages for like 16 movies. He wanted way more detail. And at that point, I was like, oh my goodness, this is 10 pages long for a journal for like a third of the way through the semester. I'm doing great. It wasn't. It, mm. The expectations are so raised here. Yeah. And the amount of detail, it really beckons you to, to wonder like, do I belong? And the answer is, of course, is you do. But it's about getting used to it, right? And, and, and just plowing ahead. And, and I'd say that definitely welcome to the league moment for me was when I, I got that first journal back, saw the grade, y'all. Just know it was nothing passing. And I was like, wow. Of course, ended the, ended the, the class with, you know, with a solid C plus for bouncing back from that. Yeah. It, I, it just made me understand. I feel that. Yeah, I feel that. Made me understand more. It, it was welcome to the league cup. You're going to have to work. League. You got here. You can't coast no more. You can't, not even coast no more. You can't just coast because you got here. Yeah. Welcome to the league. Welcome to the league. Welcome to Hamilton. Welcome to Hamilton. Yeah. And um, this is a little off our script, but I think it makes a little more, a little sense for us okay. to talk about it. Okay. In terms of like what OP, like our OP programs yeah. did for us. Because of course, this is, op- this is a program where it's, you know, opportunity on the mic where we get to talk about yeah. the wonderful things that Hamilton OP does. Yeah. Right. So just, I can go first. I think, well, <laughs> well, OP helped me so much when adjusting to that welcome to the league moment is giving me a plan. I, I met with my advisor and I was just like, I'm sad. <laughs> and that's the normal response to like, Oh my God, this journal mad professor mad Kelvin sad um, <laughs> bars. That's all I have. And then from there, it's like, how do, you, how do you have a plan going forward? Kelvin, what are your habits? You're getting migraines every day. Why? And there's reasons why, whether you're not sleeping, whether you're not drinking enough water. I'm so happy I have water nowadays. <laughs> uh, so that's, uh, that's for me, that's how OP was able to help me like adjust. And also that summer program that you have really ramps things up for you. Yeah. How about for you, Aaron? So for, for my opportunity program experience, um, I think having the regular check-ins is to hold me yes. accountable. Yes. Right. Like, you know, our, our office space at union at the time, we shared it with the pre-health office. So okay. Like there were, there were four office spaces. We had a little windowless closet that there were some computers in and there were two administrative assistants. So it was a very packed space, but I had Carolyn Fielder, bless her heart. Uh-huh. Um, she, she was, she, she would, she knew my grades before I did. She knew when I was slacking, <laughs> right? Like yeah. they would reach out to professor, professor would be like, yeah, hey, Aaron is slacking. Um, but it, it just, just knowing that I had a place to go to one yeah. free printing free at printing? union, you had to pay for printing 10 cents a, a page. We didn't, we got free printing that alone, that and books, that helps everything. That helps. Um, yeah. But Carolyn Fielder really like, I met with her every other week and wow, it just like, yeah. there was no falling through the cracks. There was no sliding through. There were times I had to like, sit there and take it because she had to tell me about myself. Um, but that was, that was huge for me because union was like, like just like Hamilton for you, it was such a big jump from public high school education. Right. Yeah. Um, having an adult on campus who cared 
was huge. It, it makes a difference. And I just want I just want to, you know, give a little round for our OP, all the OP people out there. Y'all are amazing. Um, honestly, phenomenal stuff. And uh, now back to rapid fire a little yeah. bit. Uh, Aaron, what motivates you to work hard? Uh, it's changed throughout my life, but right now it's it's my family, uh, my daughters, my wife, gotcha. our dogs, and now we have two cats. Um, but literally everything I do is for them. Yeah. Um, and also like just my grandparents too. Like obviously my parents, gotcha. but like my grandparents yeah. Yeah. sacrifice so much on both sides of the yeah. family. Um, so my my goal is to leave the world a better place, uh, mm-hmm. and it's because of them. Yeah, for sure. I hear you, and, and I just want to say, um, sounds like you're building up your own zoo. <laughs> with the dogs and cats <laughs> we'll eventually get some fish and some lizards and you know exactly. some rodents uh, exactly. gerbil yeah um, you'll never know what the girls will ask for yeah no, <laughs> so no, you'll please, see please no yeah um for me I, it's very similar it's family uh specifically just my, my parents um i never really got the connection with grandparents because they um my family immigrated from the dominican republic mm-hmm. to here mm-hmm. uh and you know i'm a first generation you know citizen as well crazy to think about wow um but yeah, it's my parents. Like I said earlier in the podcast, they they would wake up sometimes at six a.m., five a.m. Um, to just work in someone else's store on the corner in the, in a city where mm-hmm. you can always anything can really happen to you. And, and and there's been a lot of moments where I've almost lost them. So I work hard because I I they're not in that line of work anymore, thankfully. But um, that line of work is almost only the best thing we really have for um Dominican immigrants in Philadelphia and. So my thing is, I gotta set them up, man. Right. I gotta, I gotta take care of my people. Right. Um. All right. More fun stuff. More li- a, a, a lot more lighthearted. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, what would you sing at karaoke night? What is that first song? Yeah, always. I got this one. It is Waterfalls by TLC. Yeah, you weren't expecting that. I dude. wasn't. Yeah. No. All right. So when that song came out, that that song was a jam, right? I used okay. to. It would play in the radio. I have uh-huh. a tape recorder, and I would hit record when it would come uh-huh. on. Okay. So yeah. I love that song, but I never learned Lisa Left Eye Lopez's verse. Okay. Until my daughter heard the song and she loved it, so we uh-huh. sing it every night, and I have learned every word of that song. And Lisa Left Eye Lopez's part, <laughs> not many people know it. Like everyone sings that song uh-huh. until Lisa comes on and they're like, hello, hello rainbow. <laughs> but no, I know every word. So I know if oh, that comes awesome. on in karaoke yeah. and I bust it out, people are going to be like, <laughs> how do you that's, do that? Bro, that's a great karaoke it, song. It's, a, it's, a, it's yeah. an intricate vert. Like it's not like she's spitting super fast or anything, but it's like a little bit offbeat and uh-huh. and she she crushed it. Yeah, She crushed it. For sure. For how about sure. you? Uh, for me, I, I can't narrow it down to one. Oh. Um, it's, uh, all right. Justin Bieber, baby. Um, I kill it. All right, this episode's over. <laughs> the thing is, I kill that song with every fiber of my body. Oh, this is something I need to see. <laughs> if we have an OP karaoke night, I'm going on oh, stage and we singing. We're, we're doing it. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, I'll play it back for everybody in one of our future episodes. Yo, for real. But I, I, I killed Justin Bieber's baby. Um, and then, you know, I'm from Philly. And there's this one song everyone from Philly knows. It's Dreams and Nightmares by Meek Mill. Meek Mill, what he is now or what's going on with Meek Mill, that's Meek Mill. But Meek Mill from like when Dreams and Nightmares came out, Meek Mill, oh my God, that, that song is gritty. That song is grimy. That song is being hungry. And that's what the city of Philly is. That's why I love it so much. It, it's played at every function, every party, even in high school. <laughs> every time we had a high school party, they play Dreams and Nightmares and you will not believe how everyone knows the lyrics. It is one of the, my favorite moments of living is listening to that song with a crowd of people from Philly. I've never heard it. 
I rep Cassidy from Philadelphia. Okay. Cassidy. Yeah, Cassidy's great. But but dreams and nightmares, man. Okay. You know when the Eagles won the Super Bowl 2017? I, I try not to. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's true, guys. <laughs> okay. But basically, the Eagles, Eagles teams, when they're like in a good groove, they play Dreams and Nightmares from Meek Mill. So I'll show you the song one time. And I... I'm rusty, so I'm not gonna know everywhere. If I see it on a screen, I'm good. Oh, well. I know exactly how to do that. Okay. But baby, I know bar. <laughs> Lord, just <laughs> the next a one. A whole different generation. A whole it's a whole different my, my, my sister, shout out Karina. My sister, she loved him. And I, at first I, I was a hater. I don't even think Justin Bieber knows the words of that song anymore. I don't think he does. No. But I'm talking my sister loved them and then she would just play it and I would hate. But then I was just like, this is groovy, man. Okay. <laughs> if you could join, we're sticking music related. We both love music. If you could join any past or current music group, which would you want to join? Mm. 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 I've been thinking about this one. There's so many. Mm-hmm. I've, I've known my answer since I thought of the question. Oh, so like, I love me some Jackson five. Ooh. I love me some boys and men. Oh, that would be gorgeous. Uh, but I'm going to have to go with, Slaughterhouse. Slaughterhouse. That's just that was my favorite bars. rap group. I know like straight NWA bars. is great. I know that's what I, I was thinking Wu-Tang for you, I know Wu-Tang is great. Ooh, yeah, Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang. Right? Wu-Tang is like, cool. I, yeah. I, even, I even get down with D12, okay? Detroit, <laughs> what's up? But Slaughterhouse just, they just had bars for days. Every I song know. they just poured their heart and soul into I can't rap to save my life. I don't, like I can't, <laughs> I can't write a rhyme. I wrote, I had one good freestyle when I was like 18. Yeah. I don't remember what I said, but I just remember everyone going <laughs> like, he did, oh, it though. he did it though. I did it. It was, it was filthy all off the dome. And I, I, I used up all potential rap talent <laughs> in that one freestyle. Wow. So that's why I just, I just beatbox now and just rap to waterfalls. So Slaughterhouse is my, Slaughter. my pick. That's it. That's it. I feel like I could have held them together. I could have <laughs> could have kept Joe Buttons in the line. I know. You could've I could have kept them together. Tell Joe we Budden not been. to chase after cars and stuff. <laughs> How about you? Yeah. you? You've known yours since the uh, beginning. What's yours? I know, man. For me, it's Outcast. Um, Outcast. They're a duo. I know. I know. But like, will I get out rapped on every song? Like I said, I like to rap. Will yes. I get out rapped on every song? Yes, yes I will. We yeah. circles around. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. What's but, Andre? I know it's Dre and then Big Boy is so underrated and look I'm not gonna lie if you listen to some of my music I make I just love Big Boy Slow yeah. Big Boy Slow inspires a lot of what I do okay. so I would okay. be in there like meshing Big Boy Slow with like the stuff Andre be thinking of you can't tell I think by the fifth album I, well not the fifth album I think by like you get me to Aquemini I'm gonna be having like some like good good stuff like mm-hmm. that's six, that, you know that's six mm-hmm. eight years in the making of the group but by then I'll be up to par with them so I would join Outcast and I would just be like, you know, I don't even know what my name would, would be in Outcast because it can't be Kelvin. <laughs> but I would join Outcast. I, I okay. love me Outcast. Okay. I mean, favorite, I, favorite I respect ever. it. They a duo. That is true, man. But I, I'd have to break up the duo. I'd have yeah. to make, I might get, make it a trio. If you could man. bring them back. That'd be great. We haven't had an Outcast anything since 2007. Nope. Since and like, Idlewild. I know. And Idlewild was like a movie. Yeah. It wasn't really like an album album that they, they could some, like go crazy. They some tracks, though. Oh, they, they did for tracks. sure. They did it for sure, but I hear you. And um, so that's for our music group. Um, like I said at the beginning, you know which one of us has taste, all right? Yeah, it's up for y'all to decide. I'm thinking my taste might be waning by the second. 
<laughs> but we'll see. And uh, last one is, is is back to the podcast. Okay, we 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 we've been bouncing around a little bit, having fun though, um, plenty of laughs. But the question is, right? What do we feel like us as individuals, right? Um, what can we contribute to this podcast, and and why are we must listen? I mean, for me, it's the the diversity of experiences mm-hmm. I have in life, like growing up in a rural area from an interracial background, attending a public high school, going to a private liberal arts college, working in higher ed, working with students from all around the country, from all different types of backgrounds. I've also been a bouncer, a server, uh, a cashier at a late night food spot, a bartender. Um, I've worked at a gym. Okay. I've read applications for other institutions. Like I can, I can help you get into college. I can help you be successful in college. I can also probably make you laugh and I can spit every <laughs> verse, every bar to a waterfall. So I'm just a multi-talented person oh who likes goodness. to have a good time. But but really, I, I, I'm i just getting into the storytelling mode. Um, and I think I'm able to convey things, especially when it comes right. to college admissions and higher ed in a way that's not so intimidating. How about you? Exactly. I, I agree with you. I think um, me just being like a voice of the common people where it's just like I'm in college. Right. And. And I, I kind of have a feel for what's going on, uh, how I'm feeling, and just trying to relate that information to like what's going on now with the struggles we have nowadays, present day that I've also gone through, right? I can relate that. And, and you know, I, I'm a little bit funny. I'm kind of, you know, I kind of get laughs. I make Aaron laugh like once every like seven minutes. That's a W for me. Um, but yeah, I think I also, I relate to people very well. Um, I understand what it's like um, to struggle. And I know that um, just... Just talking to people, getting advice, that's how you improve. Um, and that's that's what I really just want to leave a lasting impact on is, is talking to people, uh, getting that advice out um, to listeners of the podcast and, and just helping everyone achieve their best self um, and helping first-gen first students and even people who aren't first-gen students understand um, their perspective, understand what goes into these things and just come out of listening to episodes, maybe feeling lighter. And feeling like, hey, maybe I learned something today. And hey, I laughed at Kelvin like twice. Uh, so that, that's what I'll take. That's why I'd say, um, that's why I feel like I can contribute. Okay. All right. But yeah, uh, y'all, I think that that's 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 our wrap bring, on the first episode. Yeah, that brings us to And so one, yeah. one thing we're going to do at the end of each episode is just throw some shout outs out there. Shout out members of our community, uh, people who are influential in our lives or the lives of other other folks, uh, our first shout out is actually going to go to our group of students that just went to New York City uh, with Brenda Davis and I to visit grad schools. We visited Columbia. Womp womp. Uh, we visited <laughs> NYU. <laughs> That's for you, Columbia. Uh, we visited NYU. They pulled out the red carpet for us. And then we took students to the Idealist Grad Fair. We had dinner with alumni. It was a really good trip, but it, it was a lot. It, we we left on a Sunday, stayed overnight. We're gone all day Monday. So students had to sacrifice like time to do homework, time to like be on campus. They maybe missed some classes, had to play catch up. But um, there were nine of them. It was a great trip. And so shout out to them for for taking that step to visit grad schools. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to y'all. And and my shout out really is just shout out to everyone like pushing through this semester, uh, to all the college students, to all the people out there, to all my educators as well and my advisors. Just thank you for doing what you're doing. Keep going. I, I, like, I have a very booked week this week, so I, I know what those feel like. And uh, all I can say is that we're going to get through it. We're going to keep powering through, man. Yeah, man.
All right. Yeah, so Aaron, I'll, you're going to have to freestyle a little bit for this outro, maybe. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, the music, get the music. <laughs> you're making it awkward for me. <laughs>